It's bad. Anime. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, hey, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Tits McGee. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is this anime bad? And today, Rob, um, or sorry, Tits McGee. Um, you can call me Rob. What, um, all right, Rob, what, uh, what titties, I mean, what, what show are uh, we talking about today? Well, jumblies, I mean boobies, I mean bouncy. Uh, today, we're talking about... Um, a show I mentioned briefly on a previous monthly special when you and I were oh, planning. Oh yes. Where you and I were planning our legendary best girl day, the uh, day every February we get tanked and watch a harem anime with a bunch of friends, and then make mm-hmm. a tier list out of the waifus. Um, one of the shows I thought about watching for it but didn't pick was this one. My first girlfriend is a gal, or um, wow. Hajimet, or in the Japanese title Hajimete no Gal. That's the show we're watching today because I realized there yes. was way too much here to like skip out on. I'm like, I think we have to talk about this one on the show in, and, in a proper format. And boy, are you right in saying there is way <laughs> too much here because there is way too much. Okay, because when because I remember when you suggested this for Best Girl Day, right. right? And you were like, okay, so we can watch either one of these shows, right? And it's it's Harem Month, obviously this month, so we gotta. Oh talk yeah, we should about clarify it's Harem Month. I just yeah, Happy Harem Month. I mean, happy I, month. I I I had something that I, I I recorded to run as an intro for all these, so don't worry about oh, that. I should but, have asked you about that before we recorded this one, then. Nah, how would you know? That's fine. But we, we talked about doing this one for Best Girl Day, and you were like, this was in the candidacy. It was either this or Mother of the Goddess Dormitory, and you were like, all right, one of them is, like, fine and offensive, but the other one is extremely offensive. And I was like, all right, what's the extremely offensive one? And you're like, it's called My First Girlfriend is a Gal. And we decided on Mother of the Goddess Dormitory due to right. the amount of waifus. Yes. But... But this one, let me tell you, you did not skimp out on the description because, boy, is this show just the most offensive piece of garbage I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Coming in hot. Such an offensive piece of piece of programming. Um, also, it was great. <laughs> it was offensive garbage and amazing. I, and it was also simultaneously hilarious and amazing. I um, don't that, even know where to start. I'm so excited to dive into this. I, I could not contain my emotions. But for everybody else out there that's never seen this, or for people that haven't, want a quick summary, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> wow. It's basically You're a shaking. show. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about this one. I've been I very know. excited all week. Um, yep. But this, this takes place in a high school, obviously, right? And you have this cast of characters. The main character that we all got to know is Junichi. Junichi! Um, Junichi is the boy. Junichi is that pervy guy in the anime that wants to, like, just have sex and see boobs all the time. But he can't because he's a big nerd. He's a big nerd and a virgin. Yeah. They keep hammering home the fact he's a virgin. It's really funny. They do all the time. And then he has all these friends that are also nerdy and virgins. So, you know, classic scenario. I can relate. We can relate. Um, (laughs) We've been there, pal. We've been there. Oh, yes. And so throughout the show, Junichi is just really just trying to get laid, but also trying to be a good guy at the same time. So it's a bit of a clusterfuck over here, but that's where we'll start. Yeah, it it turns out to be a a huge... um, clusterfuck for everyone involved 
Because, it, like you said, we start out, it's Junichi going, oh, no, I'm never going to get laid. And yeah. he has the three friends, and I'm trying to remember their names. Oh, we I have, know all of them. Yeah? Who, so, oh, so, yeah. So we have Shinpei, who was one of them, who was, um, he was one with the glasses, right? Yes, Shinpei. Shinpei is like the smart perv. But he's yeah. a little more aggressive than like your typical nerdy perv with glasses. He's the one who shoot you with facts, and he's and he's like, just go for it, dude. Go, yeah. fucker. He's he's very like yeah, literally like that. He's very like confident and cunning, but in like a very dumb way. Because yeah. he's just like the he's the guy that like he will say anything and you will believe him no matter what. And every time he's like, yo, Junichi, all you gotta do, man, is just get on your knees and beg her to be your girlfriend. It'll totally work. And and he's like, and, yeah. and they're all just like. Oh, uh, I mean, like, I, I guess I'll do that. I mean, and he's like, you don't want to be a virgin forever, do you? And everybody's like, aren't you a virgin? And he's like, no. <laughs> and that's essentially Shippei's entire character. And it just gets more extreme as the show goes on. We have, really we have Keigo next, the blonde, who is just really there to kind of back up Shippei in a lot of ways. He's like, yeah, he bro. He's, he's, um, he's a little less aggressive, but he's more of like the quote unquote bro. You know, yeah, he, he's the he's guy to show on hype man, like AKA like third member of InSync kind of member. He's like the third. He's like just the, the guy that's there that you just could, like looks like a guy. Yeah, I mean, do you want me to name off all the InSync members right now? JC, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Justin it. Timberlake, JC Sajay, Joey Fatone, um, Lance Bass, and um, Chris. Um, shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm very you, you made a lot of headway there. I mean, I only know Joey Fatone and Lance Bass and Justin Timberlake, so that was pretty good. No no respect for J.C. Chazé, the guy no who respect. put the entire oh. group on his back? Actually, J.C. Chazé, um, I, okay, sorry, big tangent. Because Chris I was Kirkpatrick, up. Chris Kirkpatrick, sorry. I forgot his name. Oh, Chris Kirkpatrick. Um, but J.C. Chazé has a, uh, a song um that is absolutely hilarious and i want you to hear it so badly um was it was it all, i for- was it was it all day long i think about sex yes it yes. is exactly that so yeah <laughs> it's all day long i dream about sex and it's wow it is probably the best song i've ever heard um when i heard it i was just so upset for the first time i was like oh jc what are you doing you picked <laughs> this JC. one because, I mean, look, because when you look at it, because the, the, the lead vocals of NSYNC were split up between two guys, J.C. Chazé and Justin Timberlake. Look where right. J.C. is. Look where J.T. is. Big I jump. Think, I think J.C. could have been there if he just picked better songs and worked with better producers. You yeah. know, Because if you, if you listen to the J.T. singles versus the J.C. stuff, it's night and day. I prefer, yeah. I prefer J.C.'s voice more personally. But, you know... Timberlake had that nice, sensitive uh, tenor swooning that all the girls love, and yep. we were supposed to be talking about anime, so maybe we'll go <laughs> back to that right about now. Now, all right. Anyway, um, yeah. So we we were talking we have, about their friends. We have yes, Kago. We have Kago, who's just kind of a dude. At one point in the show, later on, he shows up with like a like a pink button down with a collar popped and a gold chain. I'm like, that is the exact vibe. I, I that is the physical embodiment of the vibe of Kago. Me too. Yes, that's the, exactly what I saw him in even before he wore it. It was beautiful. And let's go to the last friend, who is in no way controversial. No way! He just really, really likes little girls. A lot. And, and... and he reminds you of it constantly. And, and, and you know it, because every episode, or every... I would even argue that every line 
this character says is a line about being a pedophile. Seriously being a pedophile. I just Every watched line. I just watched I just watched the last two episodes today and I think the ratio is like every like two or one out of three lines it's him it's him with something pedoey. I think maybe two out of three, but that was a soft oh. episode. Oh my god. It was so at the beginning of the show, it was we can just talk about the evolution of this for a second because at sure. the beginning of the show, Minato would like say like a one-off-handed Minoru. comment about like oh Minoru uh, would say like a one-off-handed comment once in a while about like Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just love little girls. You know, little girls are great. Yep. And everybody would be like, yeah, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever, Minoru. And then they'd yeah. continue talking. And then throughout the show, it just got more towards, like, a big reality that you as a viewer just had to accept and move that on. That he's a pedophile. <laughs> yes. And at, one, he was like, at, one point, yeah. at one point, he said, he said something to the effect of, like, oh, all I dream about is getting a love note written in crayon. And it's like, oh, my oh, God, God, Minoru. And then, like, within the first few episodes, too, like, one of the one of the characters, the girls in the show, is Nene, who oh, ne- is... Oh, um, Nene. Yes, who is Junichi's childhood friend. And she talks like this, Junichi. And it's very weird. <laughs> she's, and she's she talks short, like a she's baby. Very, she's very small in stature, but um, she has boobs that are big. Each of them are bigger than her head. Her boobs are actually... I would argue, as a scientist, um, three fourths of the mass of her body. Yes. Like they, they, the amount of body mass, and they also go back to flashbacks of them in elementary school, and her boobs are still that big. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And w- within says, the first few episodes, yeah, you know, she like is like you know like palling around with Junichi at school, and Minoru is like, oh, Junichi who's your friend and then she runs up and she's like hey what's up guys i'm nene i'm actually in your high school class and he's like not interested yes and then he <laughs> walks away oh my god this man. i think the exact line goes ew get away from me grandma it's like ha <laughs> and also but one of the, my favorite parts about this was like yep. scrolling down to the country roll comments after every episode right because every episode, the Crunchyroll comments would be, the first at least 10 would be like, yo, this show's really funny, but yo, they gotta stop with the Minoru stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. it's oh. actually nuts. Exactly. Because the show in general is fucking hysterical without oh, Minoru. But like every time Minoru's on screen, you have to be wary. You do. You have to just make sure nobody's around Cause if you're watching the show. Su- because super pedoey. It's like, oh no, Minoru, no. What <laughs> no, are you it's doing, Minoru, bud? Please stop. <laughs> That's a thing. Every episode. Every oh, man. fucking All time right. he opens his mouth. So we yeah, should explain what happens. Junichi is just a guy trying to, trying to you know, pop the cherry, trying to get some action down there. Yeah, get his hog in the dirt, baby, and, going and 30 the, miles an hour, straight into semen dirt. Yeah, whatever. That was great. I have no, I, have just, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, you incorporated a hog in there, you incorporated semen, that's just wonderful. Anyway, so, so it was actually Shinpei who goes, just try to ask out that girl. And we meet Yukana. Yes. Who, um... Is what in, in uh, Japan? I think I talked about this before a little bit on the previous episode. Um, she's a garu, and what they and garu. it's like an urban subculture in Japan. I um I've seen a mm. few of them in person, and each time I just went, "What the fuck? You're real!" But anyway, wow. they're like they're girls who tr- actively try to 
reject um, typical Japanese beauty standards. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of them are tanned, maybe even spray tanned, but definitely tanned. A lot of them go with bleached hair or like some combination of bleach and dye, like with a blonde base, but some other fun colors thrown in. And a yeah. lot of very bright and colorful accessories because, mm. you know, Japanese corporate fashion is all about the super dark colors. You know, you got your gray, your black, and your navy, and you're done. Right. That's you're, it. You're, uh, you're Uniqlo chic, if you will. Exactly. I mean, well, Uniqlo, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest Japanese one. Uniqlo. The biggest Jap- exactly. So, um, they, exactly. But so it's, it actually is a, a, a subculture. And mm. in this subculture, they do have a dialect where they just, uh, you know, it's just they say wor- – uh, Japanese dialects are very interesting because – we don't get it too much in America where, like, we have accents, certainly, but not too much dialects where, like, certain words changes. The only example I can think of is, like, in some parts of America, if you go to, like, if you go to the Midwest, you know, they, they'll stop calling soda, soda. They'll call it pop. Yeah. Yep, Close yep, to Canada, yep. especially. But if you go mm-hmm. south, they'll refer to all soda as Coke. Like, yeah, what kind, what right. kind of Coke you want? And then the next thing you know, they'll be like, all right, I got Coke. I got Sprite. What kind of Coke you want? It's like, um... You said Coke and other stories. Like, what are you talking about? I got Coke. So, no, that's just the sound. And, and then you do a bunch of cocaine and then you wake up back home. You know, it, we've all been there. Oh, we've the time travel there. drug. It's great. But uh, yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can fly afterwards. But, um, but anyway, no. So, um, <laughs> just give very inaccurate information about cocaine. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, they have these dialects, right? Good thing it grows on trees, you know. Sorry, good, I'm done. Good. I'm done. <laughs> Continue. Hey, hey, oh, don't you love all those cocaine trees in Colombia? But um, <laughs> anyway, so they ha- a guy a guy who's have like this dialect, you know, they say things differently, and they have like kind of accents, different annotations. So the the dub uh, directors, bravo immediately, by the way, about everything you've done on the show. Yes, and absolutely. especially whoever wrote the fucking script for the show deserves an Emmy. But um, yeah, I agree. So I completely agree. What they decided to do to kind of like, um, I guess, kind of localize or make this dialect more readily understandable to an American audience, predominantly American audience, to be honest. I could say Western, but we predominantly mean American when we say that. Mm-hmm. They gave them all. They gave every Galu in their show like a Valley Girl accent. Yes, it was very Valley Girl. I was waiting for you to say that because their accents were so absolutely hilarious and yes. you know they were also referred to in the show as gals right yes or like my, yeah. that's the title of the show my first girlfriend is a gal yeah so they're gals yeah and yeah and gal is that subculture and and the way that they translated it into american culture was absolutely hilarious is like a girl who's like always so well. on her phone it, yes always yes. like you know knows these terms that nobody else knows these acronyms that everybody's like what are you talking about yeah super Very, like, it's, it's, like a com- it's, a, it's a combination between like hipsters and rebels and you know it's a combination of like right. a lot of subcultures we get we have here in america but it's it's great they took the extra step to make sure we understood the cultural barrier there. So mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if you watch a show with no concept of what a gal is, you would understand it, which is why. Oh, you'd get it immediately. So again, credit to the to the entire cast behind the cast and crew behind this dub for making that understandable. Because clearly, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna be talking about the dub a lot here because the dub uh, for us is probably a lot of why. Personally, I enjoy the show tremendously. I agree. There's just so many lines and so many moments in the show. I'm like, I've never heard that in an anime before. Why did he speak like Yoda for five seconds? Why? 
You could even this draw. Is, a- it, it was really funny. Uh, even like all like the little quips that were made throughout the show, and also like the voice acting itself. Like anytime, like specifically like Yukana, and like we'll continue plot in a second. But the, the plot is very very easy to understand. But every time like Yukana would like talk to Junichi, she'd be like Junichi, Junichi, <laughs> hey boyfriend, hey boyfriend. You're being yeah. a real big wet blanket right now, Junichi. Yes, just. I usually get your shit together, Junichi. <laughs> and that's what she would say in every opportunity. And also, by the way, I I don't know where we are in the scheduling, but um, the dub act, the actress who played um, uh, Yukana in the dub of this also played Rhea Gremory in High School DxD. So. Oh, amazing! Yeah, High School DxD came out first this month, so th- okay, that means perfect. we're right on track. So we're oh, right, yeah. so we're right behind it now. So we're fresh off our memories of DxD, and next thing you know, we have we're blessed again by Her Majesty Rhea Gremory. <laughs> that's so funny that like so what you said about like the dialogue in the show really strikes a chord because there were a lot of times in the show that i just yeah. genuinely laughed because of the dialogue or like yes. the lines that were being said because right. i think like the first in the first episode i wrote this down because i was like this has to be understood because in yeah. the first episode it opens with an immediate shot of vag yeah. and you ah. just hear somebody say you're gross and <laughs> And that's how the show opens, which is, oh, completely sets the tone for everything else we got to experience throughout the, the show. show and then make it funny right away. Oh, it's so funny. And like throughout like the throughout the first episodes, right. when Junichi or the first episode when Junichi and like Senpei and the boys are trying that's to like boys. talk talk about like, oh, like being in a couple, they all want girlfriends and stuff. Yeah. And um I think, like, might be Senpei at one second. Like, Junichi's like, oh, man, look at all the couples. They're having such a good time. And Senpei's like, I hope they all get VD. <laughs> Just- <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, Senpei, the miserable little shit he is. He's, yeah. so, he's so overconfident, but once you confront him, he crumbles. Like, I hope they all get VD. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um, but, yeah, but that's, that's kind of how the, that's kind of the world we're put in immediately. But the show yeah. starts really. The big thing is when Senpei, of course, as you said, says, you know, oh, Junichi, you, you should ask this girl out. You ask this girl, and it's Yukana, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, how do I ask her out? And they're like, all you got to do is get on your knees and beg for her to go out with you. And he's like, I mean, like, there's no way that'll work. But, like, honestly, how worse can my life get than it is right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cuts so deep. So he does it. So yeah. he does it. And, well, all, well, first of all, um, she, Yukana, first sees Junichi and his friends looking at porn in school. Yeah. Um, so immediate great first impression, right? Oh, yeah. And then after school, Junichi finds Yukana, gets on his hands and knees, and asks her to be his girlfriend. And, of course, like that whole scene, like Junichi's like a, a little, a little like wishy-washy and nervous throughout the entire show. Right. He gains confidence throughout, but... He's got like confidence ground zero right now. Yeah, it's great. And he's like groveling, and Yukana's like, "You're funny. Yeah, you can be my boyfriend." And he's like, yeah. "Excuse me." <laughs> and that's how the <laughs> show starts. And that's how it all begins. Yeah, and from there, there's just a bunch of different scenarios that they go through all the way up until the end. But yeah, I this think is very much points. Yeah, this is a very much Continue. a slice of life show where it's um. You know, it's not too heavy on plot. It's just heavy on putting these characters in fun situations and seeing what they do in them. And along the way, we gradually learn about their likes, dislikes, their past, you know, whatever characteristics about them. And it's crazy because this is only 10 episodes long. But for a few of the characters, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of how of who they are and how they think, which in 10 episodes, that's pretty impressive. 
It's pretty damn good throughout. I mean, let's talk about some of the other characters, too, because, you know, the guy characters don't really get a lot of uh, development or time in the sun. But, you know, they have the little quips now and then. And, of course, you always have Minoru with a great pedo joke. Am I right, boys? But um, there was so many pedo jokes. (laughs) So many. But on the girl's side. You have Nene, who we talked about, right? Who's just a yes. walking pair of titties. Yes. Uh, and then you also have, um, uh, oh man, well, what's the Yukana, who's the main girl? Yep. You have Yukana's Ronco. friend Ronko, who we meet, who looks like straight out of Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, which is very funny. So yeah, and, she's like she's yeah. she's tall, super duper tan, huge boobs. Yeah. And 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 you know she's very jealous because like. Yukana's her best friend, so whenever like she sees like Junpei interrupting what could be their time, she's mad. And at one point, there's this tremendous scene where like Ronko tries to have sex with uh, Junichi to like get to get him to forget about Yukana. And yeah. I, the, I forget exactly what the dub actor said, but she said something to the effect, "I'm gonna fuck you so hard," and then Junichi's like. Yeah, because the the funny thing about this is that Ronko is a very, like, abrasive character, and she's just, like, forefront, and her best friend um, is, uh, of course, like, uh, Yukana, and at the same time, it is uh, at first implied and then confirmed later that Ronko just wants to bone Yukana and wants to, like, be in a relationship with Yukana, and she hates Junichi because he's in a relationship with her. Right. And that scene that you're referring to where she tries to just, like, absolutely just have sex with him, Junichi at the time is like, oh, man, like, literally, if this was any other week where I already didn't have a relationship this week, this is crazy. I would have done this. But, man, I cannot. And he refuses, which is, like, you know, really cool of him. But it's very funny, the struggle, because he's like, Yo, before, like, Monday, I've never even, like, seen a woman come within two inches of me that wasn't my mother. Yes. And now, this is just too much. This is the not now. Not now. Not now, of all times. And, yeah, of course, like, he brushes her off. And they they end up kind of entering into this pseudo-friendship where, like, Ronko's really um, protective over yukana but also at the same time kind of checking junichi and being like you know like it's fine like she likes you and like i want her to be happy but at the same time like same time like fuck you don't fuck up all right (laughs) exactly so it's a in a way it's actually like it's like the later stages of it are kind of reminds me of like several uh friendships and relationships i've had where it's like or i've seen it before and i've experienced it myself where it's like when when the new guy or the new girl enters the scenario it's like don't fuck up my friend have fun hate you but have fun (laughs) It's- and can we also talk about like with the scenes with Ronko, Yukana, um, just together, and a lot of scenes that happen throughout the show with an additional character as well, yep. um, get very porny at times. Yeah. It is very interesting. Cause like Yukana, like, I don't know what happens. Like there this scene happened at least four different times in four different durations. And I think the first slice we got of it was Yukana being like, oh, like Oh no, I accidentally touched my titties, haha. And then Bronco's like, oh, what if I just touched your titties right now? It's cool yeah. in front of everybody. And Yukana's like, no, please, Ronko. And Ronko like runs up to her and just like starts like squeezing her titties yes. in front of Junichi and everybody. Yes. And everybody's just like, oh. And, and Junichi's loving it. Uh, but Yukana's like, oh no, Ronko, please. And Ronko's like, yeah, let me get those big old titties. And she's yes. like touching her titties. And then Yukana's eventually like, oh, but now it feels good. And then. <laughs> like what is this 
this? That happened so many times in different exact of, contexts. There's a lot of groping going on. A su- surprising amount of groping happening in this show. So much non-consensual groping yeah. in this show that yeah, turned into consensual groping. It was just very weird. Very repressed sexuality over there. But it was very weird. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. But when it comes to like... And then when it comes to sexuality and also just like the idea of just interest romantically or otherwise sexually whatever we get to yui who is the fourth girl who is a lot you don't think she's gonna be a lot but she's a lot yeah so yui reads at first like this normal schoolgirl who knows junichi yes um and it's kind of like oh junichi can you like you know like class president kind of vibe like can you help yeah, me yeah she, i forget which she might have even been a class president i don't remember but mm-hmm. um she had some she was very well known in school and um Junichi always kind of fawned over her and she always acknowledged him it was never as far as they were friends they were always acquaintances and always talked when they were in school you know yeah but um we later learn a few things about Yui <laughs> so notably that she is uh, a Twitch streamer uh, yes and a furry she's a good number of things um but yeah apparently at night she just puts on a wig and some makeup and just goes on twitch streams junichi and all his pervy friends are fans but the thing is um yui gets too close to home where she starts talking about situations at school because she's furious once she learns junichi is with yukana because um the only comparison I can make is Trixie Tang and the Fairly Odd Parents in the episode where her and Timmy get locked in a mall together and the only two people left in the world. Um, where um, Yui just feeds off all this attention and adulation she gets about being the prettiest girl or like the smartest or whatever. Tell me I'm pretty. Yeah, it says, feed me and tell me I'm pretty. Relationships on a Great analogy. Oh my yeah. god, that was stellar so, actually. So, so what we get is um, – you, we learn about Yui's psyche, and she's like having like flashbacks to middle school where she was remembered being fawned over, and she she's imagining Junichi like saying, "Oh, you dropped this," but she's imagining the big dog ears and golden retriever energy, as it's now called. So yes, big like himbo energy for Junichi. She's imagining, and she's imagining him as her servant. Yes, and. The word even slips out a few times when she's like, you're not even good enough to be my servant. And Junichi's like, what? And she's like, what? Um, I, I didn't say. She, she, even, she even calls him her dog a few times. So yeah. they, they have a conversation on the roof tro- rooftop and she goes, goes, you're my doggy. And Junichi's like, okay, what? <laughs> what what are you talking about? Yeah. So it, yeah, no, very she interesting. Just, she, she's jealous over Yukata for taking away like, the person, not even a person she inherently liked, but the person who gave her the most attention. So she had feelings for this kid because he gave her all the attention she wanted and it completely fed her ego. And now that it's taken away from her, she's doubting herself and she's angry about it. She's like, how dare you take my doggy? And this comes up more than once. It's very interesting. And you know what, Rob? Uh, I, I gotta say... The first thing I said to myself, or the first thing I thought yes. when this character of Yui entered the show was, yeah. oh, this much must be the Gendo origin story, because you got the Yui, and, and eventually Yui's going to meet Gendo, and they're going to make Shinji. 
And then Shinji's going to have to pilot Ava Unit 1. Oh, boy. This is getting weird, guys. I was like, the only person that can make so Gendo Gendo's is the fucked dog? up. At- yes. Because the only person that can make Gendo as fucked up as he is, is a furry Twitch streamer. Because once they get into you, it's over, man. Yeah, that's it. You're spending all your money monthly. You're building robots for no good goddamn reason. You, you know? It's so a slippery what slope. what you're trying to tell me right now is that this version of Yui is actually Shinji's mom. Yes. I'm going to need to take a sip of White Claw. Feel free to continue for a second. I have to, I have to think about everything right now. I just want to go put on my Asuka t-shirt and just, you know, just hug myself because I don't know what life is anymore. There is a quote then about Yui um, because notably Yui, out of the four girls that we've mentioned, Nene, uh, Yukana, Ronko, and Yui, Yui is the one with the smallest boobles, and yes. everybody keeps reminding her of this, including herself. They're and very quick one, to remind her. Very quick. And at one point, even um, even Junichi's friends are talking about Yui, and one of them says, she's a Tokyo 8, small boobs <laughs> aside. So, so. Tokyo 8. <laughs> so this is... Um, very interesting because what happens here, right? Each of these characters, right. uh, Nene, Yui, Yukana, and Ronko, have kind of an interaction with Junichi early right. on, like throughout the series, and then eventually they all kind of become friends. Um, yeah, which is weird because but they all want to fuck Junichi, but they all also well, come Ronko to respect does, that he's with Ronko, Yukana. Like, he's weird with Ronko because Ronko doesn't, but she's willing to, so she can keep Yukana to her. Self, yeah, because so she wants to fuck Yukana mostly. Yes, but she's. But then you have you have Nene who is all down and at one point is very close to just kind of like assaulting Junichi. Oh um, yeah, she appears in his bed multiple times when he's sleeping, and she and he wakes up and she's like and she's like naked and yeah. she's like Junichi, you wanna you wanna like have have some sexual encounters and Junichi's like, no, please, Nene, it's, it's school. Uh, I gotta go to school. <laughs> and it's like, no, I have a girlfriend and also please get off me. And there are actually a lot of terms that they bring up for Nene. Um, I believe when somebody's insulting Nene, may- maybe it's Ronko early on. She's like, what is that? Um, here, here's the, here's the quote. What is that pair of tits on toothpicks doing talking to Junichi right now? <laughs> Tits on toothpicks. <laughs> toothpicks. Oh my god. This show is ridiculous. Well, that's the thing. Again, we have to, we have to give all the credit in the world to the dub here, where this because this entire voice cast and like the, the the whoever whoever did the script adaptation and whoever directed every member of this team just knocked it out of the fucking park. Every single member. Everybody did their job to a T. There was a very bunch of weird pop cultural references as well. I brought up the Yoda yeah. one earlier where Shinpei was like, hur, 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 teach you I shall. He goes Yoda for a couple yes. seconds. And there's more of them that I... Did you catch? There was another pop culture reference in there that was very, very specific to you and me. Because um, there was at one point where Ronko, I think, was beating up somebody. Uh, might yeah. have been Junichi. And she does like a German suplex and it freeze frames. And whoever is saying on commentary might have been one of Junichi's friends, like has a JR impersonation where he's like, by God, it was a German suplex. Yes, and it they was did hilarious. It was really funny. And I was like, oh, there's your pro wrestling. Okay, I'm, I'm in 10 out of 10 on this shit oh, right now. I was already <laughs> was in, great. but now I'm more in. And the funny part about this show, right? I mean, the entire like through line, right? Junichi's eventually making these girlfriends. 
Right. And the guy friends and the girlfriends get together one day to like play a game, right? And yes. basically and the guys basically or, or senpei who's like the mastermind organizes this game so that they can all like make out with these girls that all don't want to spend any time with them and but only want to hang out with Junichi. Uh, Minoru doesn't even show up because he wants to go hang out with children at a daycare. <laughs> yeah, he started working at a daycare at one point cuz they all got jobs. Everyone's sort of working at like a manga kind of cafe, like manga made cafe, light novel cafe, whatever. But but um, Shinpei goes, oh, Minoru, I know what you're into. Work at a daycare. And hilarity ensues when Minoru very much goes to a little girl and says, I can't do what I want to do because then I'd be a felon. <laughs> and then it cuts to the two terrified teachers working the daycare going, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, who why did we hire this man? <laughs> who hired the diddler? But they decide when they all get together, though, you know, the game, like, doesn't exactly work in their favor because uh, uh, because uh, Junichi has to kiss Shinpei at one point, and it's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shinpei tried to rig the game. You know, there's straws involved and a bunch of, like, drawing, like, random luck things. Shinpei tried to rig it where um, they would all get to make out with the girls. But uh, Junichi was like, no, I'm not going to let that happen. So he's like, he took the bullet and had to make out with Shinpei. And um, hilarious. I forget because I think someone called it out. It called him, like, said, like, to uh, Junichi, like, you're a good guy for doing that. <laughs> like, someone yeah. called out to what was going on. And yep, I think it was Yui or something. But Junichi, like, wanted, didn't want his first kiss with, uh, with, um, uh, Yukana to be like in some game but yeah. then from that meeting from them being all together they actually kind of got along pretty well and they were all like oh yo you know what we should do guys you know what the next arc of this of this season is and they were like what and they probably said that because they said that a lot of like episode numbers and stuff yes and they were like you know what we should do uh, for the next two episodes, let's get jobs so we can make money and yes. all go to the beach. And this, Rob, is the first time, the first time in any anime I've ever seen that mm. they are working up to the beach episode within the show. They want to get there. They set it as a goal and they are actively working to get me, the viewer, and themselves <laughs> excited. to the beach episode. That's the main event for this show. And it's um, wild. Is it? Um, it's it's not it's not frequently done. I don't think it's the first time I've seen it, but it's a very infrequent device. So if this is your first uh -huh. experience, this is probably a very good one to have because it's very like because it's very serious in the approach. Like, all right, we need money. We're going to the fucking beach. Minoru's gonna work in a in, in a fucking uh, daycare. Oops. And um, like I said a couple of seconds ago, they they a lot of them worked. I think it was like a light novel cafe where like yeah, the girls yeah. dress up. The girls dress them in costume and then have to read dirty books. Yeah, they were they work at uh the girls all worked at a maid cafe and Junichi worked there too as a chef for yep. for no reason. And then the other two guys worked at a like a manga like organization yes. like kind yep. of place or whatever. Yeah, and they and there's and they like, I remember the manga scenes pretty well. They're like they're recommending like, all the perviest shit and like, "Oh my god, you guys are selling so many books." They're like, "We know what we want. We are the customer base." <laughs> it was Which really stellar. funny. Which was it stellar. It was great. And then, you know, they get to the beach, and the beach episode is, like, fine. It's like everybody, like, gets closer together, you know? Everybody, like, you learn a little bit more about the characters. And then uh, there's one well, point... Well, you, you can't remember where, where Minoru um, sees oh, all the little boy. girls in swimsuits and just goes, Shangri-La! Yeah, he goes, this is paradise. Shangri-La! And um, <sighs> there is one point during that 
episode where they have different bathhouses, right? And the guys, obviously, led by Shinpei, want to obviously see the girls' bathhouse. Junichi backs out. But then the owner of the bathhouses sets up traps. Um, So they kind of have to do this, like, crazy, like... The marine esque, like run. Yeah, the I woods. forgot about this. They 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 do like a World War Two esque. Uh, get your man it's out like alive in, mission. It's like they're in Vietnam or something. It's crazy. Yes. They're like running through and like things are falling on them. Like poison darts are coming out of nowhere, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Right. They just really don't want to see us. They just don't want us to be happy, huh? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a funny like side thing that happened too. That, that was, was a really very interesting. interesting like you know sidebar. I just saw that I didn't expect it, and that's the thing with the, yeah. a lot of the show's humor. It was very good about keeping you on your toes. It did, yeah. And then uh, up until like, I assume we're talking about the cuck arc. Is that what we're going to next? Oh yeah, we're talking about the cuck arc. That's the next thing I was going to mention. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, we we talked about this before, kind of over text and whatnot. But like, this yeah. is the kind of show where they, um, up until the end, they're like, oh wait, no, we forgot to have a conflict and the conflict is now that there is this other dude who comes back and sees yukana who's like not an ex-boyfriend but like some guy someone that she, she knew in middle school in middle school who it's got very, like it's really very hot cl- yeah yukana makes it clear they were just kind of friends in middle school but i mean this is um i think it plays on the male natural urge a little bit to be a little protective and it's like who is this person and um right so junichi you know, this is his first relationship, so it only makes sense that he's, like, over-jealous and, like, you know, constantly doubting himself. And um, so he sees this hot guy that Yukana knows, and so, of course, all the images go run through his head of, were they together, were they this, were they that, were they what the, right. the fuck? So he starts doubting himself, and he, and Yukana is like, I, I love it. This is pretty human, which I really liked. I, I, mm-hmm. I liked a lot that Yukana got offended. It's like, oh, so you don't trust me. That's a yeah. That was a, a surprisingly human direction for this to go. This right. this one felt like more like a proper TV drama where like the guy gets uncomfortable with the girl's past and then the girl just goes, "Oh, you don't fucking trust me." I I loved that. Yeah. I I love the sentiment there. For a brief moment, the show got into like stay. Let's call it stable sentimental ground, where it's like yep. where it played to very real human emotions for a second and. I re- so it was a very firm baseline for the fa- last two episodes to go the cuck arc because it was every couple of minutes w- w- either Junichi or his friend says you're about to get cucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think it was like there's like one part where Shinpei like at the beginning of that yeah. is like oh so like there's this other guy huh and and he wants to fuck your girlfriend and and Junichi's like yeah and he's like man good luck getting cucked bro it's yeah too bad. You're a cuck at now. Point, at what point Ship has to explain to Junichi what cucking is? It's just... <laughs> it's so funny. I, I thought whole, it did a good job of that. The whole scenario it, was fucking wild. It was so stupid. And apparently like, Junichi is at like this cafe and he hears this guy talking. He's like, yeah, I'll probably fuck her. And then after I'm done, all you guys can fuck her. Like pointing to his friends. I'm like, that's just weird generally. Well, well, yeah, the thing is, okay, so it's so funny because we went from a very real human place where, like, of trust issues, and then we went to the other extreme, like, no one talks like that. No one says that. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean? It's, yeah, like, you ten, guys can have her. It's yeah, table weird. of ten guys like, yeah, I'm going to bone this slut, and then everyone else is going to bone this slut. I'm like, have you guys met people? <laughs> human beings? And Junichi walks up, and he's like, yo, 
take it back, dude. And he's like, no. And then they fight in a parking lot. And Junichi gets his ass handed to him, but he just keeps biting the guy's leg the whole time. Yes. And the guy's like, ow. And then- <laughs> yeah. Junichi just refuses to give up. Cause like he gets like a he gets the he gets the lucky takedown in and starts biting his leg, and then like so some lucky stuff happens. But then next thing you know, two or three dudes go down because Ronco's there. She starts oh, wailing dude. on people, and then we get like the perv trio show up. Um, Shinpei has a fire extinguisher for some reason, and then I forgot what happened. Um, um, the douchey kid, uh, Daisuke or Dai, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. um. He almost hits a little girl, and Minoru <laughs> loses his mind. Wow. Finally, some goddamn payoff for that entire... Like, you know, it's it's not even a storyline, but finally something, like, it's useful. A for, it's a payoff for, like, for ten episodes of continuous pedo jokes. And then, I'm like, what is the what is the end game with this? And the end game was the of that was for Minoru to turn into the Hulk and beat the shit out of the main villain in the last the two episodes. Hell, out of the out of the out of nowhere villain of the show, which was fucking hysterical. God, it was, that was a ride. And then he, obviously he, right, he literally goes Incredible Hulk because like he he grows like three times in strength and he's all anger like. Brr. Man hurt little girl. I hurt man who hurt little girl. And the entire time, like, wow, this would be really endearing if you weren't a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, this would be a really great story about a guy that helped his friend out and just, like, beat the shit out of a guy because his friend needed his help rather than this guy is just is that a, much pedo. Of a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Once we again, got like, we everything got our... good in this show comes with a little, like, oh, Caveat. okay. Yeah, it's like, ah. It's like, oh, that was really funny. Oh, but, uh, I don't know about, okay. I don't know uh, about that. <laughs> um, and then next thing you know, uh, eventually, um, Junichi and Yukana uh, see each other again. Like, you know, Junichi, like, text her saying, hey, find me. They meet up, and Junichi just asks, it begs for forgiveness kind of thing. And um, it was very cute where he asked, like, will you go out with me? And he And she's like, why would you ask me that? You're already my boyfriend. And he's like, well, this time I wanted to do it right. And then eventually they have their first kiss, and I'm just like, as dumb as it was, I'm just like, something about that exchange. I'm like, kind of cute, a little cute. Yeah, it a nice, little cute. It, it felt like a nice, cute little bow to put on this raunchy mess of a show. So yeah. I was kind of all in on that. And again, that this was my first girlfriend as a gal. Um, clearly, we have a lot to say on this one because it was only 10 episodes worth of content. But, yeah, it was 10 episodes, but they, boy, they packed it in. I feel like every episode had something absolutely outrageous happen in it, which is not easy oh, yeah. to do. Not even like one. I would say three outrageous things happened in every episode of this show. And I just wish I took better notes because there's so many lines of dialogue that fucking killed me. But trying to oh, recall them off God. the top of my head is a little tough because there was so many. It was hard to take notes. Yeah, it, 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 I took a lot of notes on this one. Just as like themes and things, or like small, yeah. small one-liners, because there was just yeah. so much. There was just so much going on, like twenty minutes of content. Like, don't blink, because you might yeah. might miss just like some giant titties and a pedo joke. So, yes. I, you know, if, if you, you leave the know. room, if you leave the room to get a beer, and then if, even if like at short you're in an apartment like I am, and it takes you like only like forty-five seconds to a minute to grab a beer and get back to your chair, you can miss one or two very good jokes in that time frame. Yes. So. Yeah. This is a this is a show you can't fucking blink during, but the you question cannot. is, should should you blink? Should you look at it at all? That's the question we have to talk about now. 
So I gotta start. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta come right at you because we've been talking a lot about the show. We're smiling, smiling a lot, but we're acknowledging some of the faults here. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me just turn this turn this around and ask you a quick question. Was this bad? Okay. So I'm gonna put this in the context okay. of a few other harem anime that we've already watched. Okay. And a few other harem anime that are gonna be uh, involved in this month. Okay. Okay. This particular show mm-hmm. was very funny. Um, yes. Kind of in line with the high school DXD, only like a lot more chaotic. Even yes. though the high school DXD show is about demons and angels in a war, this yes. one was <laughs> a normal slice of life, and it managed to be more chaotic and ridiculous than anything I've realistically most of any show I've ever seen. So I really commend right. it for that. Yeah. In terms of like the characters, I thought all the characters were hilarious. I really enjoyed um, uh, Shinpei. Um, mm-hmm. one of Junichi's friends because like I just could not stop laughing because I just considered like just thinking about like back to like us in high school and like having yes. friends like that and just like, yep. being silly I, I was it just hit hard for me and I was like this is hilarious yep. um, all the girls had their great valley girl accent or like most of them did so good and all of them had something to offer um, Junichi as a character warmed up to me i i didn't like him for the first like eight episodes the last two i was like all right you know this guy's got a little something because like every time you kind of was like yeah like i want to go on this for a date but like what do you want to do junichi and he like every time would be like think to himself like oh i gotta think of something cool to say and i was like no dude just say what you want to do man just be a dude but you know it it played into his character though that's just the character of who he is he's just super confident yeah so and something made... else I like, yeah, and something else I liked about that too is because his decision process was these three different like avatars in his head, yeah. like going through these different things, and one was like all about like Bone, and there was another one that's like the cool version of Junichi, and then there's one that's like the timid regular Junichi. Yes, and I thought that was very funny. So I thought that added a lot, generally, and to sum it all up. Uh, pedophile jokes aside all right because i do not condone that and i think it's very very ridiculous that it was even a thing because this show did did not need it no did not even need something that out of left field that aside i thought this was fucking great um i i honestly a lot of this show is Garbage. And I do mean garbage as in like the porny scenes of everybody fondling each other's boobs and like the horny stuff that goes on and like all the scenes where everybody's like, oh, my skirt and things like that. You know, I could forego that. But generally, I think if I were to put this on with a group of friends, we would have a great time. It -hmm. would be so fun. We would all have so much to talk about. We'd we'd all have so many laughs. So for that purpose, and to compare it to the other harem anime that we've seen so far, I can't call it bad. I just Mm. can't call it bad. It's not bad. It's not awful. It's bad in some ways, as in just like ridiculousness of it all, and just like how chaotic it is. It's trash. It's trash. It's not bad. What are are your thoughts? Well, it's funny because we brought up this point a little bit. Because I'm being reminded of a few episodes we've done for a few different reasons, and I'll get into why right now. Um, when I talked about, um, when we talked about my dress up darling and people calling my dress up darling trash, I'm like, you guys haven't seen trash. This is trash. Oh, this is, tr- this is the one. 
The, well, this is there's so many more, of course. Well, but yeah. This is this is a this is a trash anime, like much like Mother of the Goddess Dormitory, which we will get to later. It's that's also trash, but like, yeah. but like this is now we're in real trash territory, which I love. That being said, this show is great. I'd recommend it to anybody yeah. because <laughs> because of all the reasons we listed. Yes, because it is hysterical. It is wildly offensive. In a way, it's almost challenging how offensive it is. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's, un, it's an uncomfortable watch at times because even even with all of Minoru's jokes aside, there's still like a, a lot of left field jokes, a lot of like, what the fuck did Chimpei just say? Yeah, like, there is some of, like, like wild stuff. Like There's yeah, a lot of wild yeah. jokes and it's very offensive, but that's part of the charm. Mm-hmm. It's so offensive. It's so... Um, unapologetic of what the show is and again we're giving a lot of credit to the dub here but i think the dub really pulled it in for us where we felt oh my god this is again it's a testament of a bygone kind of era because now unfortunately dubs are too quick Mm -hmm. so a lot of times if if especially if you're doing a simul dub we're trying to get the dub out like only a week or two behind um a seasonal anime you don't have enough time for creative liberties with the script you have to really stick to the script and just kind of follow it this one i assume they had time and they really just took their time and they wrote a comedic gem here. This yeah. thing is fucking hysterical. And even on the technical side, everything else aside from the comedy aspect, from the technical side, the show sounds more than fine. show looks pretty good. It looks because, great, honestly. Yeah. I was surprised with how like well it held up over time with like, oh, that's, that's very nice, actually. I think they the reason i think that is because i think they really knew what they were trying to do so they mm-hmm. they they pulled back a lot of things the backgrounds weren't super detailed they didn't have too many of them either even they kept in this like they kept in a very like mostly like very similar locations until we got to the beach for example but they were smart with their they're very economical smart with the money whatever you want to call it and you know all the characters continuously look great I don't even I don't even really remember any scenes of the characters talking that I thought were spotty, like at all. No, like no, I don't. Like I don't the think animation so. was crisp, very clean, and super appropriate for the genre we were watching. Yep. And it really just upped my enjoyment more, and because you know, seeing people's reactions to the trashy boob stuff is always kind of fun. But I feel like even in this show, I feel like like the because it doesn't go too full explicit at any point. But sometimes you'll see a picture. I remember Ronko's underwear was like, like under her skirt, like the panty shot. It was literally just a thong under yeah. her skirt, and I'm like, right. that's hysterical. That's just yeah. fucking hysterical. And yeah, you you also had these kind of like otherworldly whatever it is, like coming in yeah. to like censor things randomly. Like you saw yes. like hands come in, be like, don't look at that. And then they had like hands come in and things like yeah. that, which is like a device that we saw in Mother of the Goddess Dormitory as well, right? Um, but just like not baked exactly into the show, but like comes in when you when they're like, well, oh, actually, nipples. Now a question, we can't I don't I don't really remember those because I watched the first several episodes while they were still on Funimation. So mm. Funimation might have well the the Mother of the Goddess Dormitory ones were baked into the show, or yes. at least as far as I remember, with like the that girl I can't remember the pink haired one would yeah, just so like she did put that, yeah, different yeah. like yeah, yeah. signs on yep. people yeah, like yeah, cover yeah. nipples and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! The, sorry, were you referring? To, I thought I got my wires crossed here. For that device, you're talking about Mother's Goddess Dormitory, or did they do that in this show as well? Because they I did that in this show as well. Really, I don't remember that because I, um, like I said, the first batch of episodes. Because you watched the whole thing on Crunchyroll, right? Yes. 
I watched the first batch of episodes while it was still on Funimation. Oh, maybe it was a little more uncensored then. Okay. I think so because I noticed in the Crunchyroll they bleeped out a few swear words. Interesting. Okay. Huh. So, which they did not do in the Funimation version. So hmm. we might be dealing with censorship levels because I know Crunchyroll – Could be. Always – Crunchyroll was a little more censor-heavy than Funimation. Not by much. I can always go back to um, school days where – and Makoto's death scene – because for some reason, the death scene in uh, Crunchyroll, like, all the blood was black. Mm-hmm. When in the original version, it is bright red, very much blood, and there's more of it, and it was way darker. So, Crunchyroll... Always gotta go back to school days, huh? Always gotta... <laughs> gotta, gotta go it back was to... super relevant to what I was talking about. It was, and I'll give you that. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you that. It was very relevant and great analogy. You've been... Really firing off of these analogies today. They've been very good. Continue what you're saying. I think that's what tequila does. (laughs) I don't like violence, Jack. See, that was out of context and out of nowhere. I'll meet you halfway on this. Very good. Very good. I'll throw the bone. But no, this show, um, it was trash, but it was great. It it was a show that was very cognizant of the fact it was trash. Or at least, Mm -hmm. um, maybe I shouldn't say that. The dub crew and cast was cognizant of how trashy it was. Yes. And so they they polished a piece of coal and made it into a diamond or whatever the fuck the analogy is. They added pressure. It also, that's not, yeah. apparently it's not how diamonds are work, so that's funny. Yeah, but, right, right. But no. They, 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 squeezed the, they squeezed the poop and turned it into a uh, um, mouse lemonade. on DVD. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I love these remote episodes because we continuously talk over each other. But, now, but since, like, there's, like, the slight digital delay where you try to stop and then there's just dead air for a couple yeah. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> we're just it. like, oh, did you, oh, uh, uh, uh. yeah. It sounds like it an is. old Verizon call. <laughs> it does. But either way, yeah, it, it sounds like we're both on the same page where, like, this is pretty trashy, but it it's it's not bad. And on contrary, it's very fun. Um, and it's I think super I would definitely recommend it to people who kind of want something a little more, like, loose and like trashy because it is like a great just like it's a comedy and i think it does that very well i think it does the comedy elements very well and i think it is very very funny um and that i think is the champion of this whole season of show it's just how absolutely laugh inducing it is either when you're like painfully laughing for that exact reason i would recommend it too because it is just yeah. so funny and honestly i'd go a little further even if people just recommend and wanted an anime recommendation i recommend this just to get their reaction a total blind reaction. Yeah, I think right. That's just to see, like, pro- like, what, yo, bro, what the fuck did you just tell me to watch? Oh my god! Like, yeah, like exactly that too. It's great. Exactly that. So, I'm gonna give it uh, an unabashedly recommended. I would totally recommend this to anybody just to have fun with it. I clicked it randomly, and look where we are now. This is look a, where this we was got a to. Wild ride. We both agree it's trash, but near great. So take yes. that as you will. And a f- great addition to Harem Month. A great addition to Harem Month. I'm so happy this this be- just became a thing we did because we realized, oh my god, we have a lot of Harem shows to cover. So yeah. we got a couple we we have a couple record anime and already we have at least one or a couple more down the pipeline. I'm super excited to keep going with this month and uh oh, yeah. thank you guys for joining us. This was um my first girlfriend's a gal. If if you got Crunchyroll Go ahead and watch it. Really, it's ten yeah. episodes. Break it up over 
you, you can even watch one a week. It's fine. Break it up. Go at your own pace, but enjoy it because I promise you, you will enjoy it. Get a couple and friends. And you will not regret it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Get a couple friends. Get a couple snacks. If you enjoy alcohol, get a couple beers or White Claws. If you if you like, I can say like I can say now if you like the marijuana and you're one of the states where it's completely legal. We just got back from Colorado and wow, that was a new experience. Oh um, boy, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go go do that. You know, do, do have have some stay at home. Have some safe fun. If you need if you need a night in, you want to have some safe fun. You don't want to venture out anywhere. Put on my first girlfriend's a gal. I totally recommend it. Yeah, and just see what happens. You know, but we got one more week. In Harem Month, so stick around for that one, y'all. And uh, we, we will see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time. Have a great one. I'm going to enjoy my wa- more White Claw and tequila, because that's the kind of Cheers. mood I'm in. Woohoo! Yay! Clank. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you could leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss in your ear podcast network